Hey, it's Kathy. I just want to let you know that I'm doing a free five-day workshop. It's called the Abundance Activation Challenge, and it starts today. And it's not too late for you to join us. Today is the last day to join. Go to kathyheller.com slash five-day to sign up. The pre-party has been happening, and it's been such a blast. There's so many high-vibe women in there who are ready to call in more abundance. I know that you will love that you showed up for this. I'll be live at 9 a.m. Pacific, 12 noon Eastern every day this week, teaching you how to become a master manifester. You are just going to have the best time. If you want to join us, sign up at kathyheller.com slash five day. Hey, it's Kathy. I wanted to drop some bonus episodes this week and share a few pieces from the workshop that we're doing. I want to tell you something else that's really exciting, which is that I created the most epic signature course I've ever created. It's a combination of all of the programs that I have taught that mean the most to me. And we have a new program called Drumroll Please, Boldly Abundant, Elevate Your Worth, Ignite Your Wealth. This class is the guide to prosperity. This is about fully understanding the inner work that needs to unlock so that you can allow riches into your life and also what are all the financial opportunities available to you you will leave this program understanding all the different strategies that are incredible opportunities for you financial planners will be a part of this you will understand investing you will understand starting a business you will understand scaling a business we will have experts in all different fields from career building to getting paid more at your current job to understanding what it is that you need to do right now that will elevate your wealth. So it is both the inner work as well as the steps to take. You can go to kathyheller.com slash bold and it will be a three-month immersion program. There is a gold level, there is a VIP level. This is the program for women who are ready to be bold and fierce and fully allow themselves the permission to be rich. And what does that mean? It means asking for more. It means raising your self-worth. It means setting boundaries, but it also means taking decisive action and having that true financial literacy so you understand what is available to you. Whether you're a nine-to-fiver and you want a better job, how do you get a better job? If you're a nine-to-fiver and you want to get more money, how do you ask for more money and how do you get that raise? If you're on the entrepreneur path, how do you start a business? If you're on the entrepreneur path and want to scale your business or raise your rates, how do you do that? And if you just want to understand investing and you want to understand compound savings and all the different ways that you can start to really let money work for you, this class is going to feel like the most bold decision you've ever made in terms of your self-worth and in terms of your net worth. Self-worth and net worth are intrinsically linked. This is the program that will set you free so that 2024 is the most wealthy, abundant, bold year of your life. Go to kathyhoda.com slash bold and make that decision that you're giving yourself the gift to give yourself full permission to be the most abundant version of yourself. kathyhoder.com slash bold. I can't wait to see you guys pour in there and then we're going to spend three months together. So today I'm going to share this workshop that we did yesterday in case you missed it. Take a listen. Welcome back. Good to be back with you guys. You're ready for the good stuff. You want to plug in, right? Are you starting to have a greater understanding? Are you having to have a wider perspective? Are you starting to see further than you saw three days ago? Amazing. Good. I love the dance emojis. Yes, 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 yes. feels so good to be in yes rather than no. And that's so much what we're going to talk about as we continue on today. 
I hope that at this point you're starting to feel the distinction between your own energy, right? When you're in yes, when you're just an open heart, when you're just in that higher vibration, and when you're in no, when the part of you that leads from fear is driving, is the captain. So that's huge. That is huge. And it makes me very proud of you that you are receiving, you are picking up what and putting down, and you are starting to really grasp, right? Really grasp what we have within us, which is the ultimate thing that you actually need. And so we're going to talk more about that today. We're going to talk today about how the world is actually one. And I don't just say that to be like kumbaya. I mean it. We're going to talk about it on a scientific level. And it's going to help shift so much for you and open up so much for you and also sort of direct you toward how we are each capable, just like the rising tide lifts all the boats. We are capable of so much more than we think in terms of really shifting the consciousness. All right. So let's dive in. So tell me for real, let's break it down. Why do you feel better? First of all, because everything is made of vibration. And I'm not just trying to be cool. I mean, if Einstein was sitting here, he would tell you, I think he's one of the smartest people ever lived, that everything is made of vibration. So when we listen to music, literally, that is a frequency that tunes us. It literally starts to tune our vibration up and out of that sort of static place where we get, when we go into that unconscious fear pattern. Number two. What are the words of that song? Bring me a higher love. Let me just remind you of what you know. What you are seeking is what you have been seeking inside of yourself. You are looking for that higher love. That is what you are looking for, right? You didn't come to the world on this big mission called your life to just pile things up. You're not looking for stuff. You're looking for this inner peace this higher love, this place inside of you that is so connected to all that is, that's what you're looking for. You're looking for the part of you that is unleashed, untethered from fear, from resistance, from everything that's not you. You're looking for the part of you that has a lightness of its own being. You want to live in that, right? No matter where you live, if you live in Costa Rica or if you live in New York City, where do you actually live? In here, right? You could be on the most beautiful beach in the world. And if you're thinking about something that brings you down, it doesn't matter how much you spent, how much vacation time you had to save up because you are not there. Because you are always here and here. What we're going to talk about today is how we manifest in our life, how we co-create, how we are built to be creators. We came to the world to partner with the divine to create. We have the capacity to create. We have seriously inside of our brains and in our energy and in our hearts, we are built with the capacity to turn a thought into a thing. When Walt Disney was flying over Swampland in Anaheim in a helicopter, he turned to the pilot with tears running down his face and he said, do you see that? Look. The pilot said, no, I don't. He said, there's a world there. There's a world. That's what we get to do. The best part for him 
was turning that thought into a thing. We are built with that. I love my cat. As much as I love my cat, my cat doesn't do that. That's not its job. You know what its job is? To bring peace and resonance into my house, that that energy that the cat gives off brings, brings everyone into more serenity. But our job is to be a creator. And when I say creator, I don't just mean that you have to be a business person. I mean, we create from vibration. Someone walks in a room with an open heart and a coherent, beautiful energy. They create peace in that room. They create an opening in that room that actually allows other people to come up with better ideas. We were built with all of that inside of us and what we are always looking for. And this is why, because I've spent so much time with such amazing people, and because I've been able to do this in my own life, like Elsa turning fractals into things, right? The favorite parts of the lives of the people that I've interviewed is having a new thought. Because our favorite thing as human beings is to have a greater awareness than we had a moment before. If I were to turn around and give you a pile of everything that you think you want, the money, the house, the da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da, the seven kit, whatever it is that you want, 10 weeks later, you'd say, what's next? So many of the millionaires and billionaires I know are ready to burn it all down. Why? Because they're Favorite part, creating it. We love to turn thoughts into things. We love watching the synchronicity of how we get into a coherent energy. Next thing we know, we just bump into the right person. Why does that happen? Well, we're going to talk about that today. And we're also going to talk about the F word, which is fear, because that fear is something you need to be aware of because the things that you're unconscious of can really trip you up. But when you become conscious of where you go unconscious, when you start to be conscious of it, it won't catch you off guard, right? If I were to go to my friend's house in the middle of the night and she leaves me a key and she has a a, a cat's water bowl by the front door, I'd probably trip on it. But if I was her and I know that the water bowl is there, I won't trip on it because I have awareness that it's there. I won't stub my toe, right? When we start to get really aware and awake of where we go to sleep, we can start to move around and be conscious to choose what's actually true so it won't stand in our way. So let's just call that out first. How many of you, starting this workshop Monday, you were like excited and all that? And by the way, my voice is only like this because I had a cold for 17 days. (laughs) And this is like the end of it. But I kind of sound like like a raspy, cool, like Jessica Rabbit or like Sean Colvin or something. But maybe I'll stick with this voice. Anyways, so when you started this workshop on Monday, maybe there was some like, ooh, like this excitement. But then yesterday, when we started to talk about money, did you feel any fear come up, any unconscious block come up? Because I'll tell you, my team was taking screenshots in the chat, right? Here are some of the things that people said yesterday about money. You have to be a snob to have money. Money is hard to come by. People with money are righteous jerks. Money is hard to make. Money is a pain. People with money are evil. Money is hard earned. Money does not equal happiness. Money doesn't grow on trees. You have to do things that you hate to have money. Money is not available. Money is only a secret. It's difficult. Wow. 
What does all of that say to you? What do you get from that? Because it feels the same energetically, right? And here's what's interesting. We said yesterday, you can't have more of something you have a bad relationship with, right? So people come to me and they're like, Kath, want to make some money, want to be financially independent, want to be abundant. And I'm like, great. Let's look at your relationship with money. And it's like, blah. That's like someone coming to you and you're a dating coach and they're like, want to get married this year, want to be in a great relationship. Like, great. Let's look at your relationship to dating, to men, to women, whoever. Blah. You know, it's like, okay, we got to probably look at that. We probably got to clean that up in order for us to do this well, right? What do you think all of that says to me now that I've been on this road for a while? What do you think I get from that? Yeah, I see you're, you're saying like shame, disgust, people are programmed with BS. Yes. I'll tell you how I look at that now that I've coached thousands of women, but you can keep telling me what you think. Okay. So Einstein, let's bring him back in here. He said something so brilliant. He said so many somethings that were so brilliant. One of the things that he explained to the world is that the world is actually not made in three dimensions. Why do we know that? Because he understood that the world is actually made of 10 dimensions. But he said, here's the key. The eye, the actual eyeball, doesn't see, doesn't perceive the 10 dimensions. It only perceives three dimensions because the eye sees things in cubes. Why would that be related to what I'm saying? I want to teach you something about reality and why people wind up over there. So we know that there are different things that are here, literally, but we don't perceive them, right? Like a dog can hear sounds that are here that I can't hear because I can't perceive that with my ear, but the dog can hear it. So there are so many things that we don't perceive with our eyes, but does that mean that they don't exist, right? Have you ever been in a room where the sunlight hits the air and you see the particles? But they were always there. You just didn't perceive them. Why am I saying that as it relates to these comments? Because what we've come to know about reality that we don't perceive is that everything is actually one. So we see it like I'm me and you're you and I'm this three-dimensional being and you're this three, right? But it's actually more like looking out at the ocean and thinking that one wave is separate from another wave. Is that true? Where does one wave end and another one begin? All of the waves are connected and the waves are the ocean itself. So when I see people saying things like this, here's what they're forgetting. It's one ecosystem. It's one ocean. And the way that you can actually see this is if you take certain images when people are in a room, we can actually now look at energy. We can photograph it. And it looks a little bit more like if you were looking at a swimming pool and you see little pools, like little, you know, sometimes you're looking at a pond and you see little pools of water. They're all part of the same pool, also part of the same pond, right? Each person, our energy is felt. It's an offering. It's projected. It's imprinted, right? During the pandemic, we got that lesson pretty quickly, didn't we? One person transfers to one person. Now it goes all around the world. Let's look at it this way. If there's a garden and in the corner of the garden, there's something rotting and we don't take care of that. What's going to happen to the rest of the garden real fast? That's going to start to affect the garden, the whole 
my kids, my husband and I, we went to South Carolina. We've been a couple times. And we were on a boat, a beautiful boat, on a very serene part of the May River. And we saw eagles flying and we saw oyster beds. And the we had our private captain, just our family. And he said, do you see, he was talking to my kids. He says, do you see these oyster beds? And he goes, that's what they do. They spit water. They're like a, a Brita, <laughs> like a filter filtration system. He said to my kids, how much do you know about oyster beds? And they said, nothing. They didn't know anything, right? He said, do you know what red tide is? He said, do you know what happens if these oyster beds stop working? What would happen to you and me? What would happen to me living in California? There was red tide. And if the red tide started to take over all the oyster beds, we wouldn't be here. What about the bees? What about honey? What about pollination? Each one of us, whether we know it or not, is either giving life to the ecosystem that we're in or we are injuring it. We're either creating more energy in so many ways. We're like a Wi-Fi pong. We're either giving off that energy or we're sort of putting a, you know, when someone puts something in the hose and it can't pass through. I've done acupuncture. I really like it. I feel like it really does help me. What is acupuncture doing, this ancient medicine? Well, they take these little needles. They're so tiny. Now, why does that work? Because metal, what does metal do? It conducts energy. So they take these little metal needles and by doing that in certain places, they unblock the energy that's moving now through your whole being. That is what you, you yourself, you ever like, we used to do this before we were in a play. We'd stand in the green room and we'd all hold hands. We'd pass the energy around the circle, right? We are that higher love. We are like a Wi-Fi router and we become the signal for other people to get more bars or less bars. All the comments that I read, there's judgment because the scarcity mindset is what's mine is mine, what's yours is yours. And if I have more of something, then I'm holding something that you don't have. It's the opposite. Every time somebody creates something, it creates more opportunity. The more we continue to grow, the more we continue to grow. So here's what's interesting, because I've worked with thousands of people a year. The reason that we actually get stuck here is because we are unconsciously so codependent and we worry about what other people will say about us who come from that lack mindset. There's a part of us, this higher self, that knows the more love, the more love, the more joy, the more joy. But there's a part of us that is bought into fear. That part of us wants belonging. It wants belonging so badly that it will sacrifice, it will abandon itself so that it belongs. Now, how many of you know who Bronnie Ware is? Bronnie Ware was on my podcast. She wrote a book called The, the Greatest Regrets of the Dying. Do you know what the number one regret of the dying is? She was a hospice nurse for nine years. That people said to her, are you ready? That they didn't live life on their terms. They lived the life other people wanted them to live. The greatest feeling of abundance comes with people who have two things. Immense gratitude. And here's the second thing. Authenticity. And being authentic means being in flow. Not putting a stop on your growth because of what other people might say. You turn it around and you realize that is so patronizing 
to other people. Because the more we stand in our strength, we call people forward to their strength. The whole thing is about moving back into that intention, that essence, because it's so loving that it can only be received as loving. And if people perceive it otherwise, they get to own that. People only see anyway what they're willing to see. There are already people who don't like us for whatever reason since fifth grade, and they get to have that. That's actually not a problem. There are plenty of people we don't like and we judge, and that's our own trip that we're on. Not everybody has to belong to everyone, but you have to belong to yourself. Because if you abandon yourself in order to be liked by other people, then you no longer belong to yourself and you definitely don't belong to them because they're only choosing a version of you that's pretending. So it's so interesting how when I work with people around money, there's so much judgment because we see ourselves as other people might see us, which means we're already judging other people because that's where that comes from. And that comes from scarcity mindset, not living in reality as it is one, not understanding what higher love and higher self and higher vision really is, that everyone has access to this big infinite pool inside of them. So we also then understand this codependency and how unconscious it is. Okay, so tomorrow, we're not done today. I'm going to talk about manifesting now, but tomorrow's a really important day for those of you who want to make money on whatever path you're on, whether you want to get the better job, because I will tell you, and I'll tell you this tomorrow, there are people doing what you do who make more simply because their self-worth says so. If you want to start the business, if you want to grow your business, if you want to just have financial literacy, come tomorrow. It's a really important day. And we'll talk more about the money and fear and how fear is in the way. But I want to talk a little bit about manifestation. Okay. So we have been talking a lot about what it means to receive. And we said earlier today, what's the distinction? Can you start to feel when you're sort of in flow and in that like, yes, you're just feeling that elevated frequency or you're feeling kind of like that lower vibe, right? It's interesting because I bet I could ask you right now approximately what percentage your iPhone, your smartphone is at battery wise and you would always know. Like we're always aware of the energy in our phone, but we don't do that with ourselves. We go unconscious. We just sort of put up with the fact that most of the time we're at like 10 bars, 10, 10% of energy. Like when really, the way you felt when we've been dancing, how much of your week do you feel that peak flow released? Like 98%? Are you at 98% all week? Are you at 7%? Where are you at if you had to sort of give yourself a sense of where your energy is most of the week? What percentage of the week are you just feeling that lightness of being? You know, if I asked you that question about your health and I said, what percentage of your week do you feel bad? Do you have a headache? Do you feel nauseous? Do you have a backache? If you said 70% of the week, I feel horrible, I would say go to a doctor, right? Because we don't accept that. Physically, if you have a headache for four, I mean, even with this cold on Sunday, I saw a friend of mine at a barbecue and I was like, should I get a Z pack? And she's like, call me on Tuesday if it doesn't go away. Like, I'm not just going to be like, oh, yeah, so I had a cold for like, but when it comes to our emotional health, we have this idea that like, well, that's just life. It just sucks. It's just hard. You feel bad most of the time. It's like, no, that ain't it. That ain't it. So 
the ability to manifest. It's pretty simple. So I used to play music full time. Let me teach you something about the laws in this world that will help you understand this. If you take two guitars, they could be from totally different manufacturers and you put them on this table. If I pluck a C string on this guitar, what happens to the other guitar? The C string on the other guitar vibrates, only the C string. Why is that? Because the universe itself has very consistent laws, right? If I take this pen and I drop it, what will happen? Gravity. It'll fall every time. Why? Because gravity is consistent, right? If I pluck a C string on one guitar, what will happen to the other guitar? Every time the C string vibrates in just the C string. Why? What is that about? What, what property in the universe makes that so? It's called the law of resonance. So what does that mean? That means that we get back what we are, what we send out. So when you understand that we live in a world of atoms where everything's made of frequency and vibration and energy, and you come from lack, you're at 8% in your field of energy, you're shrunk, you're in fear, you're in lack, your thoughts are creating cortisol in your brain, which creates your cells to create an imprint in the world that's shrunk. What do you get back? Not much. But when you are coming from wholeness, when you are in love, you're in receptivity, you're in joy, you're in gratitude, you're in authenticity, what comes back? Joy, abundance, opportunity, more of the same. Water seeks its own level. So here's what I learned in Jerusalem about manifestation. We have all heard of the law of what? The law of traction. Here's what Rabbi Aaron said to me. He said, most people call it the law of attraction. He said, I would change it. And what we understand from thousands of years of the wisdom tradition is it's really the law of reception. The word Kabbalah means to receive. Likabel means to receive. What does that mean? So he explained to me when I was 21 that each of us is like a radio. What is another word for a radio? A receiver. If I put a radio here, right here, right now, and turn it on, and depending on where I tune it, what happens? If I tune it this way, I might hear pop music. If I tune it this way, I might hear AM radio. If I tune it this way, I might hear hip hop. If I tune it this way, you get the point. Now, where's the music? Literally. Well, it was always here. It's hidden in plain sight. What decides what music is broadcasted? The receiver. The receiver is controlling the dial. Whether you know it or not, you are tuned to a certain station. Depending on where you're tuned, that's the music that's going to play. So some people start to find their way to a higher vibration. They're walking down the street. They don't need to look for love. They are love. They're walking down the street. They're walking through their life. They don't have to look for abundance. They are abundance. They see the 97 shades of green outside their window. They're constantly seeing the abundance, feeling it. What happens to those people? Every good opportunity, every second. Are they worried? Do they need to be patient, waiting for something to come? No, because they're already experiencing it now. So when I came to Los Angeles and people started saying, how did you make that happen? Right. I went from a record deal to writing music for Switch to Birth and Grey's Anatomy and One Tree Hill. And I had this amazing career and I was making like half a million dollars writing music and I was having so much fun writing music for TV shows. And I was taking meditation classes and then teaching meditation. And there, everyone would say to me, I don't understand. Everything you touch turns to gold. And I'm like, 
I'm not trying. Like, I'm just happy now. When am I happy? Now. Was I waiting for this thing in order to be happy? No. I'm already enjoying the day. I'm busy taking a sip of my coffee and closing my eyes and actually enjoying it. I'm waking up every day and meditating. Every moment was a gift. Every place I lived in, whether I lived in a small apartment or I started making more money, it was always a joy. I loved the wood floor on this. I love my rug. I love this. I love everything. Remember that video? I love my this. I love my Allison's, that little girl in the mirror. She's like, I love my mom. I love my dad. Like, I'm not joking. A couple of weeks ago, I was at lunch with a friend in Los Angeles. Of course, I live here. And literally sitting next to me on the booth, like literally like 10 inches from me was Zoe Deschanel. And we all started to talk. And I said to her, I said, you know what you represent to me, Zoe, Miss Zoe Deschanel? I go, you represent this, what I'm talking about now. I go, every time you play a character, which I imagine is a lot like who you are, you're just already there. You've arrived already. You're happy. You're having the party and people meet your character and they're like, oh, what party's happening over here? This girl's so happy in her own experience. That's it. When someone's having their own experience and they are the beam, they are the Wi-Fi. They are printing in the 3D. The music is great, right? That's it. That's how simple it is. When I meet people who move to LA and they're like white knuckling it, like this better happen and I'll be happy at this. And I'm like, good luck. There's no there there. There is no Wizard of Oz. It's you. You've got all the power inside of you. You are the radio. Turn it on. Turn it up. So the reason why I love to teach this is because it's the truth. The reason why I love to teach women how to turn themselves on is because it affects all of us. And the reason why this impacts you and your abundance is so obvious now. Do you get it? So I want you to take a second and write down, what did you get? What are you understanding today? What's turning in your mind? What's starting to shift that might help you go create the life you've been dreaming of? What are you understanding today? I love these comments. You're already there. It's important. Everything's becoming clear. Yeah. So what we understand then, right? You can start to think about this and you can start to look at this now. Okay. As you go through your life, it's like, When I used to write music, I would be the annoying person who during a show, I was like aware of all the music. Oh, that's Regina Spector. Oh, that's Snow Patrol. Oh, did you notice what they did? They used a Florence and the Machine song, but then they cut it to this, right? Because you're aware of what you're aware of. I want you to start to be aware. Are people tapped into their energy? Name me somebody who is more energy than they are physicality. Who is an energy beam? You know who just came to mind? Beyonce. That's an easy one. Boom. She's like a force. This is what people don't understand. It's like, what comes first, the chicken or the egg? That opens every door, right? The people, people are like, I don't know, how did Billie Eilish? It's like, it's in there. She didn't need to wait for permission. No one's coming to tap her on the shoulder and say, hey, it's your turn, you now. No, she's here. She's welcoming them to the party. You're welcoming them to the party. How many of you saw Air, the movie about Nike? It was so good. My favorite part of that movie is when Michael Jordan's mom, obviously, this is an acted scene, not his actual mom. She says in that meeting, she says, listen to me. She says, the NBA and Nike, you won't be promoting my son. It's my son 
who will be promoting the NBA. It's my son who will be promoting Nike. Flip it. You're not doing him a favor. He's doing you the favor. We have a basketball court outside. You know whose likeness is on the court? You know whose likeness is on every court in Los Angeles now because it's part of the manufacturer? Michael Jordan. Wow. Did the NBA promote Michael? Did he? They have to like talk about him to get... No, no, no. It's the opposite. He brought people to the game. Did Nike have to say, oh, oh, look, look, check him out. No, no, it's the opposite. When kids buy Jordans, they put them on their feet because they want the energy of the goat. They want to feel like the greatest of all time. They want to invoke that in themselves. It has nothing to do with Nike. It has to do with his energy. His energy moves like a tornado. It's his energy. It's his energy. Wayne Gretzky, it's his energy. Serena, her energy. Go through any fashion, theater, science. The person is either a Wi-Fi phone that moves everyone into a higher frequency or they're just a physical being that's trying to be impressive. Doesn't work. You are the radio. You go first. Everything else is a magnet. So I like understanding the law of reception because we can receive, we can tune in to music that's already here. Just like a radio, the music is already hidden in plain sight. Law of attraction to me is a little bit about something that's over there that I'm pulling over here. No, it's already here. You just got to open up the vessel. So I want you to write down now five things. And I want the sentence to begin with the same, the same way. If I wasn't afraid, I would. 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 Five times and finish the sentence. If you weren't afraid, what would you think? What would you do? Where would you go? What would you say? When you plug in, right? And by the way, and we'll talk about it at the end of the week, but the reason why I do these week longs is because I want as many of you as possible to get it. And the reason why I coach people and we offer retreats and 12-week programs is because I want you to keep moving your energy like physical therapy. Because when you change your energy, what do you change? Your life. And I'll tell you something. I interviewed James Clear, who wrote the book Atomic Habits. And I said to him, what is the most important habit? And he said to me, you know, people used to ask me as I was writing the book, and I didn't have an answer. He said, but now that I have the book, I know the answer. Are you ready? The most important habit is who you choose to spend time with. And you know why he said that? Because all the research he did showed him something. That you become the energy of the five people you spend the most time with because of the law of resonance. And so some of you, I told you this on Monday, are going to come through this week and say, this was so good. And I'm hoping you're already feeling that. And some of you are going to say, I don't know what Kathy does at her retreats or in her programs, but I have to be in it because I get that now. And I don't want to go back to sleep. And some of you will make other choices and hold your feet to the fire and make sure you spend time with people who are high vibe because you will realize how important it is. What on the list of the five things that you wrote down, if you weren't afraid, circle one of those things. Which one gives you the chills? Which one? makes your heart start to beat. Because I'll tell you, even though when we get scared, it's scary, your soul 
when something alerts you that you're scared of it in a good way, right? They're scared in a bad way, which kind of comes from your gut. By the way, you can feel the difference. When you're walking down a dark alley and you're scared, you know the difference between that fear and I'd really like to start a podcast, but right. There's a certain kind of fear that the other side of it is exhilaration. And there's a certain kind of fear that is just your instinct telling you this is a dark place and it's late and you should not be walking on the street, right? There's a difference, okay? The things that scare you from a place of exhilaration, like you see someone doing something and you're like, that's so scary, but I want to one day be at the Hollywood Bowl or that's so scary, but I want to write a book or that's so scary, but I want to be able to speak up to my family like that, right? Like that's a different kind of scary. Those kinds of things are indications of where your soul is asking you to have courage. And for your soul, the satisfaction that you get every day when you go to sleep, it's not about what's comfortable. It's about that you pushed past what was a false barrier. It's like Moana, right? I have three daughters. I've seen it many times. Moana is looking at the reef saying, I want to go past it. Everyone around her who means well is saying, don't do that. Nobody's done that. But something inside of her is like, I want to go there towards the horizon. That's the hero's journey. When you go to sleep at night, what gives you fulfillment? When you take your last breaths at 105 years old, what gives you fulfillment are the choices you made that showed you the courage within you. Courage comes before confidence. And here's the thing. If I never would have had a baby or wrote music or started a podcast, I would not have experienced how much more is in my potential because the fear can talk you out of anything. But when there's something on your calendar that makes your heart beat fast in that kind of way, you grow and you become more of yourself. And those neural pathways that try to keep you like Moana on the island, they start to prune away. And then there's a confidence that comes. And then you can take another step and another step. And now all of a sudden you realize you've surrendered the fear. And now there's something bigger than you running through you. And that's the most amazing feeling. And that's being in flow. So even if you start to get scared, you know, you start this week with me and you're like, everything's fine. But that's an indication that you're actually at the threshold and the breakthrough is on the other side. You're ready for the breakthrough. You know, they've done studies, and I'm sure you've seen, that if they want to put an elephant in the zoo, they put ropes on its feet, and the elephant goes as far as it can with the rope, and eventually they can take the ropes off and the elephants won't go beyond it because they've learned helplessness. They just know it doesn't work, so they learn that. That's crazy. It's like it breaks their sanity. There's no rope, and it won't go because... It believes it can. And at this point, it can't. That's most people. It's just a false illusion. There is no rope. You can go. But there's a study they did with fleas where they put fleas in a jar and the fleas would jump out. Then they put the cap on the jar. Fleas would jump as high as the cap. Then they take the cap off. Fleas wouldn't jump out because they think the cap is there. Learned helplessness. Similar to the elephants, right? But then they did the next study. And you know what they saw? The babies of the original fleas also won't jump out. It's passed down. Think about that. Things get handed down and there are false barrier reefs and well-meaning parents and grandparents and will say like, 
but that's just not for you. What do you mean? You can't have all of that. You can't receive all of that. You can't do all that. When I moved to LA, my mom, who loves me very much, she was like, why would you be so disillusioned to think something will happen for you there? She was wanting to protect me. She's like, nothing will happen. It'll be such a waste. Things only happen like that to lucky people. But I went anyway. And it's been a magnificent ride. So we have to have that practice where we come home to the highest consciousness in us. Why? Because when you move from the part of you that's locked into that unconscious fear, it's very hard to make a decision or even feel good or have enough energy to even create synchronicity in your day. But when you spend a few minutes moving into that part of you, dancing into higher love, moving that radio to a higher vibration, it's much easier to say, okay, I'm doing this thing. I'm saying this thing. I'm open to this thing. Let's go. And you realize that when you come from love, that's the most powerful place. That's the only thing that protects you anyway, right? So there's so much more I want to teach you. Tomorrow, everything is going to crescendo. We're going to talk tomorrow in crystallized terms about what it takes to be the wealthy woman that you actually already are, how to live that life. We're going to talk about what is the steps, what is required, what can you do every day that will actually allow that to be. Who's excited for that? And then, of course, we'll come back on Friday, and this will be the most amazing week. I had so much fun. I'm still having fun. So here's what we want you to do. I want to remind you. We want you to take a video of yourself dancing. Maybe you already did it earlier and post it and tag me. And three of you who will do that, we will give you the meditation speakers. They're about $180. They're not sponsoring me. I'm just giving them to you. And a $200 gift card to Bloomingdale's. You can just spend some money on yourself. Also, there'll be another giveaway in the Facebook group and it will say day three giveaway. And what we're going to ask you in that day three giveaway is to subscribe to my podcast. If you haven't already, it's free. Follow me on Instagram and post your biggest takeaway from today. And guess what? We'll choose one of you who does the day three giveaway and tomorrow give you an Apple iMac desktop computer. Cherry red. Why not? Just for fun. So there'll be two giveaways. One is the dance videos. You're going to tag me. Second one is you're going to subscribe to my podcast. Come on, you can do it. The Kathy Hiller podcast. And you're going to follow me on Instagram and you're going to post your biggest takeaway from today. You have to be live though tomorrow to get it. And we're going to give that person an Apple computer because why not? Again, not sponsored just because it's fun. So who had a good day? Who enjoyed this? Who's coming back tomorrow? I hope you guys learned something. I hope you're walking home to yourself. This was so much fun and I'll see you tomorrow.